Hey, it's Stephanie, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Haney here, and today I have an informative episode on Loose Parts Play. And if you've heard of Loose Parts Play before, great. I hope you'll still be able to take away some new information. Or if loose parts is a new phrase for you, also great. (laughs) You'll be able to get even more takeaways, hopefully, if I do my job right. (laughs) So what exactly are loose parts? Well, let's just dive in. Loose parts are any open-ended play material and they have unlimited play possibilities. So the material has multiple outcomes, are intriguing and fascinating for young children, and are usually new or novel objects. They are simply just really any open-ended material that can be used and manipulated in a variety of different ways. So when you look at the potential material and wonder, could this be a loose part? you have to look at the number of affordances it has. And affordances are the possibilities of action for each object. Can they be stacked, dumped, ordered, classified, pushed, pulled, thrown, stuck together, pulled apart? All of these are types of affordances. So why we do want loose parts play opportunities in our environment for infants and toddlers. We want that, right? Why? Well, we probably already know that children learn in a unique way We call this type of learning that children do heuristic learning. Heuristic learning is learning through investigating, discovering, problem solving, and trial and error opportunities. You know the zillions of times that they'll stack up a block tower only for it to get too tall, get tipsy, and fall down? Heuristic learning. Children need those opportunities to manipulate and explore a variety of materials to support their learning. Learning investigations happen with their senses as they manipulate objects and loose parts is the perfect way to do so. They can be used, explored, and manipulated in a variety of ways. And loose parts play is really important. It promotes active learning as well as the child's need to manipulate his or her own environment to experiment and to interact with materials in order to learn. Children are in charge of making objects move or roll, or any of the number of affordances we talked about earlier, which helps them make connections to their abilities and influences on their environment. We also know that children are naturally divergent thinkers. They're continually coming up with new and novel ideas. When we set up children for opportunities that involve open-ended objects like loose parts, we're promoting their ability to be divergent thinkers. The lack of so-called script and structure in loose parts play allows children to make them what their imagination dictates. Finally, we know that loose parts play promotes learning and development across all of the domains. It's not often you can get a, a material that hits every single domain. Social-emotional, perceptual motor, cognitive, and language and communication. You can't go wrong there. (laughs) So now that we know what loose parts is, how do we set it up? Well, when we add loose parts to our environments, it's important to be responsible, thoughtful, and intentional about how we approach setting them up. We sometimes refer to loose parts as provocations. 
A provocation is an invitation for play, curiosity, wonder, engagement, and discovery. All the things we know, we can do with loose parts, right? You want to arrange loose parts in a way that is inviting and appealing. Have containers for storage and organization. Consider including loose parts items in your everyday environment. Kind of like exploration baskets, right? A basket of materials, loose parts materials in any learning center. Maybe that basket is a basket of shells that goes in your science area or a bucket of wooden thread spools in your block center. However you incorporate loose parts play in areas already designed for playful learning, just making sure they are interesting and appealing to your children. Accessibility and time are two other important facets of presenting loose parts provocations. First, making sure the children can access the materials freely. That's a really important word in this field is access to materials. That means that they're placed on low shelves in open baskets and containers that children can reach. They don't have to wait on a teacher to be able to get whatever the basket or material is. And like we discussed earlier, looking at ways to organize and display those materials just as important as the materials themselves. Second is time, making sure there are large spans of time so children can get deeply involved in play without interruptions. Finally, another reminder to make sure your display of your loose parts is pleasing to the eye. Maybe you go ahead and sort them by shape, size, color, function, any of the million ways loose parts can be categorized for use. Because when the environment is appealing to the eye, children are more likely to want to engage with the materials. And sometimes when we add new materials to the environment, it's important that we teach children how to use them. If we want books to be treated a certain way, or if there's a specific goal or learning standard or objective you want the children to do with that particular item, usually we need to sit down and model and teach. The joy of loose parts is that the goal is not to teach them how to use the materials. They are open-ended. We want children to know that they can freely and creatively explore the materials however they want. This means that in the case of loose parts, there's really no intentional activity plan or early learning standard we want to accomplish. We simply want the children to just be children and just play. Let the children approach the materials first and see where they take it. With loose parts, you can follow their lead in every sense of the term. Again, this goes back to being a play material for everyone. No right or wrong way to use loose parts. You can trust the children to use the materials just as they see fit and how it best aligns with their own personal learning goals, driven by that innate curiosity and need for exploration. So the next time you see a big box of old tennis balls or you're about to throw out some old CDs or maybe even have a pile of clothespins and ribbons laying around, I encourage you to look at it through new lens. Maybe that pile of stuff is your next best early learning material. And until next time, I wish you well. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casido Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Casido Workforce Development Programs. 
These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families, Child Care, and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at at kidsthesedayspod. Be sure to check out the resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, review, and hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Stephanie Haney and music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod.